Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one prominent page of Talmud every day. And I do not use that word lightly because on today's page, Yevamot 120, the rabbis look at that most prominent of Jewish features. Have a listen. The Mishnah states, One may testify that a man died only if he could testify about seeing the countenance or partsuf of the face with the nose, as this allows one to identify the individual with certainty. Although there are distinguishing marks on his body and his personal belongings, which appear to indicate his identity, one may not rely on these as identification. Furthermore, one may not testify that a person died until his soul actually departs. And even if one saw him cut open and severely wounded or crucified or with a wild animal eating parts of him, he may not testify that he died. Additionally, one may testify to someone's death only when the body was witnessed up to three days following death and not after that, since the appearance may change due to decomposition. What a charming little snippet. But most important to our discussion, how can you tell if a person truly died? Will you identify that person by one distinguishing mark and one distinguishing mark alone, his or her nose? Here to discuss this complicated question is a tremendous filmmaker who knows a thing or two about Jewish noses. Welcome to the show, Gail Kirschenbaum. Hi, thank you for inviting me on. I was thinking like the adjective in front of subject could be this bumpy subject. <laughs> bumpy indeed. So tell us, tell us about your interaction uh, and, and journey uh, in, into the world of Jewish noses. Okay, so um, I grew up at a time and a place where having a nose job was a rite of passage. So a lot of my girlfriends, you know, when they hit their early teenage years, was having this one doctor did the nose job, and it was a signature nose. And uh, so everyone, didn't matter what you look like, you had the, uh, it was Dr. Diamond, the Dr. Diamond nose. And I didn't want it. You know, yes, my, my nose grew to have some character and a little bump on it. And my mother started her campaign pretty early on and very relentless and went on for decades, like many, many decades. And, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, this is my original yet imperfect nose and it works. There's nothing wrong with it. So I did not succumb to the pressure of my mother and my community. And this is a Jewish community, which, by the way, I do find it so interesting because obviously, you know, people think, oh, Jewish nose, you've got a bump, right? And why am I getting rid of my Jewish nose? Why am I not proud of who I am? You know? So anyway, this um, was one of many things that was an issue in my relationship with my mother. And so years ago, I said to, okay, mom, you've always wanted me get to the, you know, have a nose job. What I will do is I'll agree to do, uh, go to three plastic surgeons as long with for a consultation, as long as I can have a camera crew with me and what resulted, <laughs> right. She's on the narcissist, uh, end, so she loves attention at all costs. And so we, I, what resulted was a very funny little short film called my nose about my mother's relentless campaign to have a nose job. And what I need to let you know is no, knows <laughs> is when it played in Washington, D.C. at the Jewish Film Festival, we ended up on the cover of the Washington Post style section. And one of the many things my mother said, and you have to be older to remember this coin, nose looks like the Indian on the buffalo nickel. So the giant image was my profile against the Indian profile. And she kind of <laughs> had a point. 
But this is what's really funny. The first line into the article was, if you have a mother like Gail Kirshenbaum, you better get yourself into psychoanalysis. So my mother read it and she wrote, she said, great, bad press is better than no press. I'm on the cover of the Washington Post. But essentially what happened was that little movie changed my life because when I would get off the stage, I'd be on a panel with other filmmakers. It was only 13 minutes long, so there'd be other films. But there was always this line in front of me. And they would say the same thing. I love you, nose, don't touch it. I can't stand your mother. How do you talk to her? And I'm just thinking you've hardly seen anything in this life fluffy film. And the third was let me tell you my story. I heard a lot of nose stories. I heard a lot, a lot of other stories. I used to get tons of emails from people telling me I had the nose job. My mother forced me and I hate myself and I hate it. That was the turning point for me when I realized so many people were in pain and suffering. And I asked my mother, would you be willing to go on camera and work on our relationship? And it's about my journey to forgive her. And she said yes. And when she said yes, I knew I had a gold mine because A, in her old age, she'd become very funny. She has no censor. One of the journalists called her a geriatric shock jock, which I thought was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. And she's, she's the queen of the one-liner. She's very fast. You know, she comes back with those one-liners. And then I had this huge archive because I'm born in the 50s and my father bought the 8mm camera and started filming. So I have all footage and I started shooting. And then I knew to tell the story about why was she like this? Why was my father like this? I have to go back into their lives. So I had this huge archive of, of um, material from their lives, from photographs. I had my father's World War II book. And I am a storyteller and I am a filmmaker and I am open. So I had everything I needed. And I started to put this together, you know, shoot it. And in it, you know, she agreed to go to therapy sessions. So what resulted was a feature, is a feature-length documentary called Look at Us Now, Mother. And it changed my life. It changed a lot of people's lives. I suddenly am now, I got asked to do a TED Talk, which I call No More Drama with Mama. I teach forgiveness. Um, I have my seven steps to finding forgiveness. So the nose really, really opened up a, a whole emotional <laughs> universe right there. Has she ever? Yeah. Has she? Has she? Has she ever come to? I, I wouldn't say love, but embrace your nose. No, 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 no. She won't embrace it. But I, I would say, if you want to get your mother off your back about your nose, or you make a movie about it. Um, so after that, the short film came out, she stopped bothering me about it. But no, no, I, I mean, no, not at all. I mean, in, in the in the film, she's she we're in one plastic. I mean, you know, truth is strange in the fiction. And anyway, it's it's very funny. And in one of the there not therapy sessions, one of the visits to the plastic surgeon. She's going on about my nose and she goes, and I know gravity is just going to come down. You know, it's just going to fall. <laughs> so, no, I mean, she's still and she's turning 99 in a few weeks. She's still very much about appearances and bumps on noses are not are not uh, what she approves of. She doesn't consider it. Beautiful. I mean, she she has even gotten so nasty where we have this, and I'm shooting everything in a car when we're fighting. She says, you know, my nose is great. I can smell everything. <laughs> Unbelievable. Gail Kirschenbaum, uh, if we want more of you and your work, and we do, where do we go? Okay, so if you go to gailkirschenbaum.com, G-A-Y-L-E, 
Kirschenbaum, K-I-R-S-C-H-E-N-B-A-U-M.com. It's one-stop shopping. You will see everything. My films, I have a workshop that I'm doing at Omega Institute, which is a great wellness institute up in New York, coming up on July 29th. It's a weekend workshop where the film will be screened on Friday night. And yeah, a lot, you know, um, from my films to my writings, my photography, my workshops, it's all there. Can't wait to check all of that out. And thank you so much for being our guest. You're welcome. Thank you. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.